Welcome to the Flea Factory Podcast, where we explore how to put together your life, your passions, your skills, and your responsibilities. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Hope you enjoy. Welcome back. Um, thanks for joining us again on today's podcast. I have the pleasure today uh, of introducing you to my mate Simon. Hi, Simon. Hello, everybody. Oh, that was really like, is that your podcast voice? It's my presenting voice. It's your presenting voice. Yeah. I like that you whipped out your presenting voice for Yeah. Us. Well, we're using lapels and yes. uh, it's right on my chest. And I have quite a chesty voice. Oh, so I'm hoping on. the baritones will come through everybody. Well. Yeah. Uh, I should give you a moment here that I'm. Uh, well, I was going to say Simon's an audio engineer, but Simon's a lot of things, as well as being a very good audio engineer, as well as a billion <laughs> other things. Um, so we are meeting today in the mill. How do we describe the mill? Well, this morning I would describe the mill as a very quite um, abandoned warehouse in the middle of Adelaide where nobody yeah. is here. But usually it's a bit of a creative uh, hub. It's like a... It is a creative hub. That's exactly, that's what, exactly it what it is. So lots of artists is like... Um, Everyone's got their own little areas and That's it's not right. a co-working space. It's more a studio space, isn't it? Everyone's got their own little studio space. It is. Yeah, it's a, the whole space of the mill is a co-working space, but right. it's all sectioned off. Yeah. So it is more of a creative hub, even though it's called a co-working space. But this particular area used to be an office for finesse models. Oh, right. So this entire area was just empty and we've obviously built all the walls and stuff like that. Yeah, when right. I say we, I did about a day and a half. Sure. And Carver, Emily and Bethan did the rest of it. <laughs> so now it is a uh, mixing studio. Yeah. Um, and we're in the kind of the front foyer area. That's right. Yeah. But um, it was dark and locked up this morning and no one was here except Emily. It's the morning. Slaving away. That's Artists right. Artists and creatives. It's 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed on Google this morning, it said this place opens at 10 a.m. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I, there's Maybe. no way it opens at 10 a.m. <laughs> it opens about 10 p.m. Yeah. Is what it starts. Anyway. Well, thanks for, we've been trying to do this for weeks, if not months, months trying yeah. to actually um, make our lives work so that we can sit down and do it. So thank you for your time. I appreciate it. I'm excited. Good. Well, we've podcasted together before. Yeah. On the Simon Kilter podcast. Yeah. We have. We went live, didn't we? From yes. Chapel Lane Studios. That's correct. Back in the day. Yeah. If you want to see that, I'll put the link somewhere. You can have a listen to our youtube I suggest you, uh, if you're going to watch it, just turn the screen off and oh, listen to it right? only. <laughs> Because the video freezes every now and again. Okay. Well, it was the first episode. It was the first time I'd ever it done anything great. like it. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. That's definitely what it was. I had a good beard though, and you'd just got your tats. So yeah, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I'd be fresh. watching. <laughs> That's true. I'd be watching. All right. So let's kick it off. I'm going to ask you. I'm going to start off the way I ask everybody to start off the podcast. Mm. And my first question I ask people is, what did you want to be when you grew up? Um, I don't really remember to be honest, but I do remember I just wanted to be outside all the time right. so my answer would be I wanted to be outside when I grew up yeah that's I've always, a cool answer yeah well yeah I think when you're small and you're, you're saying you're asking the question in the past tense like what did you want to be when you yes. grew up assuming that I've grown up of course no I'm not assuming that because yeah. I haven't <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> there's a quote that says I always ask kids what they want to be when they grow up because I'm still looking for ideas yeah I love, I love that quote. I love it's that excellent, quote. right? It's a great quote. So yeah, I didn't really know. I think you're too young really at that stage to have an idea yep. of what you wanted to be. And I know you had a you had a dinner 
with your family a while ago and you said your son was asked that question he said happy yeah and i was like well that's awesome yeah right but i wasn't a monk when i was younger <laughs> like his son was so i wasn't wise enough to answer that but i always did want to be outside and i I've, think that i think the aim of being happy is a tough one though because i think um happiness is a bit of a byproduct of you doing things oh, of course it is so yeah, I think yeah. well, we've had great conversations about that but ultimately it's a it's a happy is a better answer than you know a bunch of others but yeah it's still, exactly it's quite a hard unattainable thing. So if that's the only goal but i think the aim of being outside opens you up to all sorts of opportunities and then you ended up becoming an audio engineer so sitting yeah, in dark the opposite rooms. to yeah. outside we'll get to that in a minute but yeah uh, interesting <laughs> all right so so the early childhood didn't know we had an instinct you want to be outside teenage years as well through school was there mm-hmm. like you know career day is coming up on friday mm. simon where are you going to go what are you going to look at at career day what's yeah. the What's, what's, what's next, Simon? Because it's important you know, Simon. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? So outside, for me, didn't just mean out of doors, which is why I didn't okay. say outdoors. Okay. Outside meant outside of what everyone else was doing also. So if you yeah. ask me <laughs> right. to the core of who I was when I was just going through year 10, yep. essentially, if you said, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I answered truthfully, and I didn't know this was the answer back then anyway. Mm, yeah. I would have said what everyone else isn't right right because i saw the whole <laughs> uh, the whole system of the way the world worked and yep. didn't like it right and maybe that came from a lot of influences that i was listening to but i saw people that would work really bloody hard yeah in jobs that they weren't stoked with and you know 40 years later they were like damn i wish i could go back and do it differently yeah you know or you read books where people are on their deathbeds and they're like you know money isn't the answer and I wish I could just go back and do the things that I wanted to do and now I'm too old to do it so it was outside as in yeah it was outdoors because I love the outdoors and I I always found challenging myself in nature physically and mentally yep was where I excelled okay I did a race called the Murray 100 for example when I only it was a kayak race where you paddle 100 kilometers down the Murray River okay that's the race and um, I'd never paddled more than 10 kilometers before in my life (laughs) so I just did it because it was a challenge Right, but also right. outside of just outside of what everyone else is doing because I wanted to do something different because I didn't like what I saw. Okay. The general consensus of so, what so, work like. Okay, was. so even at that like teenage <clears throat> stage, you that was formed. That was. I was a, a very strange teenager. I was okay. meditating every single morning okay. before I went to school. Okay. And doing yoga. Okay. What fifteen-year-old does that? Yeah. I don't know. You. Ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's not ridiculous. It's just different. Um, That's okay. My family was like, who the hell are you? So what that's you interesting. <laughs> Probably so, thought I was masturbating. So in this, there. Was, this wasn't Am I allowed to say that on this podcast? This, I don't know. You've just said it. You might, there might be a pee. <laughs> um, you were, so it's interesting. So even though, like your family, you, would you say your family approaches life the same way as you? They approach life the complete opposite, but the son or the daughter always turns out that way, right? They see <laughs> right, what the okay. dad or the mum is doing and I'm, okay. they say, I'm going to be that or I'm definitely not going to be that. Okay. Right? If they're a okay. hard worker. Yeah, okay. Right. I think. Yeah, so that's been your, that was your experience? I think so. Yeah. I didn't know it at the time. I was no, just of course. Like, well, hindsight's beautiful. That's yeah, kind of how it works, isn't it? Definitely. Okay, but there was an instinct that you weren't just going to do what everyone else was doing. No. You weren't just going to kind of turn up, give your time to someone else to just give you some give you a bit of paycheck and live on, the, live on the fringes I guess like it's that um, I did a podcast the other day and I was reminded of a quote that I used uh, on another podcast where I talked about you know you need to you need to build a life that you don't need a holiday from that's right 
yeah. that um, you know, you know that you always know the people who get back from their last holiday and they're like, I'm going to get away, like kind of. Yeah. And that's not see what's different. And we'll get again to your travels because I know you travel a lot. Your travels aren't like holidays in that sense of escaping from reality. They're not vacations. No, they're, yeah. they're purposeful, right? Yeah. You go for a purpose to see, experience, challenge, mm-hmm. achieve. Correct. So it's yeah. not a. It's not just a. I've got to escape my mundane, regular every day. That's right. And get away. And then when I come back, I'm like really angry and waiting yeah. to go again. Um, I get the impression you come back, work hard, get focused, ready to go on another experience, yes. if that makes sense. Right. I'm unpacking ahead of our time. But. <laughs> um, so school finishes. Yeah. What, is, what does Simon what does Simon do? Because now all of a sudden you don't have to be at school yes. know, legally. <laughs> yes. Where, um, what, what's your first what's your first step uh it's interesting i always had the I, it was, I was a weird young person i always had the great vision or great knowledge that they really were the golden years i really enjoyed high school okay. a lot of people hated it and i didn't necessarily love the content that was being delivered okay but i loved the experience of being in school sure because you'd always see adults and be like oh they're the golden years and the you know stereotypical teenager would be like fuck school i hate all this stuff <laughs> blah 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 but I was like, this is amazing because this is not going to come around again, ever, right. right? So I was really loving the moment of being in that social environment with friends, knowing that I had very limited responsibilities. Mm. I've always had this great sense that life is going to be over pretty soon. So I wanted to okay. take advantage of it as soon as I could. Okay. So <clears throat> I, was, uh, I went to university for six months and then dropped out because I said to myself, if I... Uh, fail at this course, I'll just go live in Byron Bay. So I didn't study for any exams or rock up to any lectures and passed anyway and got credits. Oh, no. And I was like, well, that didn't work out, but I dropped out anyway because that was always the real thing that I wanted to do was so to go traveling. To, you tried to self-sabotage yourself. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I made the motivation to not pass and yeah. not continue on. It was a marketing degree and the core subjects in it were very... Okay. You know, that was like business law and accounting and stuff like that. Sure. It was very... I wasn't ready to study. I wasn't so for someone who wasn't going to fit the mold and do what everyone else is doing, yeah, your choice to go to uni was to do business and marketing. Yeah, of course it was because you're always <laughs> you're always trying to impress someone. Usually, when you're younger, okay, because there's no point. For example, if you uh, you're in the Maasai Mara tribe in Africa, for example, and you're a kid, young boy, there's a very specific tradition and ceremony and process that happens to say you're now a man right western culture doesn't have that right there's nothing to tell the grown-up yeah in the western culture that hey you're an adult now so these yeah. are the things that you should be feeling and thinking right. about your, yourself and these right. are the ways you should be acting and so, so that's a process of permission giving as much as anything 100 percent. right yeah yeah so you now have the permission to grab a hold of your life do i hold the responsibilities yeah. And to hold the, you know, do do you in this in this culture? But that's kind of what that ceremony does, right? It's saying, that's exactly. It's right. now an yeah. expectation yeah. that you at this point take hold of mm-hmm. your your abilities, your responsibilities, and your place within the community and within the world, mm-hmm. and you you now hold that, right? And it gives you more importantly the chance to prove that to your community, right? But we don't have that here. Okay. So what is that? We're always searching for it whether we know it or not, right? So if you go yeah. to university and you get the degree... Yeah. Is that the moment? Maybe. It certainly felt like it should have been, right? Well, at, at the lack of anything else. Yeah. 
okay. some people get a trade and they're like cool i've got my trade now and you're like oh you are this or you've got okay. this right yeah, yeah so you must be an adult because you've done this thing i bought a house I didn't actually, but I'm just giving an example, right? Yes, okay. I bought a house. Oh, great, because you're an adult, so you've got a bank loan. That's a thing that has been right. done before to prove that you're growing and so you've done that thing. what's the moment in our culture that actually... There isn't anything defined. And so we grasp at these things all the time to be like, hey, yeah. okay. this is going to make me feel like the way I should be feeling right now. Yeah. And for me, that felt like university was the answer. And six months in, I could clearly tell that it wasn't, right? So I just <laughs> took off. Okay, and so you actually physically took off, like yeah. you travelled? Yeah, you, you yeah I went to Byron Bay and obviously it's where everyone goes. And yep. then I lived in Airlie Beach for a little while as well. It was only six months. Sure. It wasn't a long amount of time, but it was a long enough amount of time. I'd never been away from home for that long before. Okay. And um, it was really great because by the end of it, I didn't save anywhere near enough money, spent it all the <laughs> wrong ways and was living yep. off about $20 a week right. for the last kind of month and a half, two months. Yep. And I had to borrow money off the parents to get home. Yep. Classic privileged <laughs> Western culture thing that happens, right? Right. right. So <clears throat> that taught me a lot. Yeah. And then um, I came back and pretty much took any job that would give me money without having okay. skills. Okay. Yeah. Right. Because I just needed money. Okay. So how um just before we sort of launch forward, what was the um what was the response from I guess people around you, like whether it's your family or friends or other people, so that you up and went and did that for six months and, and you chose that because mm. in the face of, I imagine everyone else going, this is the way you should make mm-hmm. it. This is how you should put your life together. You said, uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out. What's, surely there's some blowback to that or there's some opinions yeah. or there's something? Oh, or- definitely. I think my parents very much expected me to do something like that though. Okay. As much as they probably didn't like it. Yeah, they knew. Or maybe they did like it because they're like, hey, he's going to come back and he's finally going to do something with his life. Maybe, I don't know <laughs> right. what their thoughts were. Give him six were, months, he'll fix himself. At that time, those <laughs> thoughts didn't matter to me, so I didn't even consider it. But I'm right. sure there was some sort of... Let him get it out of his system. Yeah. Come on, yeah. have you? That's right, yeah. You, you haven't got it out of your system, have you? <laughs> I don't know no. that it's something that needs to come out. Right. I think, I think that's the point, right? The system is, for me, that is the ah, system in, yes. internally. That's right. Because I wasn't... As much as it might seem like in hindsight and storytelling now that it's, I was trying to escape something, I never had that okay. mentality of running away from anything. Because okay. when I came back, I was like, that was a great experience. I was never like, oh, now I'm back here. No, right. Okay. I was like looking to experience more. So you embrace the, 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 the moment and the challenge and the adventure, but you also then embrace being back. It is what it is yeah, for this moment. Exactly. Okay. All right. Okay. So you're back, you're taking jobs, doing whatever you can. Mm. Because in the back of your head you're like, because I got to go again. Is that the is that the kind of like? There's something. There are more things. Or obviously at that point you didn't come back and go. Well, that was fun. Now just back to work. Kind yeah. Of thing. You always had that back there. Yeah. How long did that kind of? How long did that last? That first period of just taking whatever job to kind of before you kind of went off again. Was a while. A I'm yeah, a. Okay. I'm uh, the second of three kids, and okay. I've got an older brother, and he. Went straight into plumbing. Okay. Right? So yep. again, in my mind, he became an adult very quickly because he had this trade. And my dad was also in the trade, not not plumbing. He was a butcher, okay. but he's obviously like a hands-on kind of guy. And they would talk about trade stuff all the time. My dad also developed houses and stuff like that. So it's like he graduated to the adult. Hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, well, the adult table at Christmas. <laughs> where's my proof to my family that I'm worthy of whatever? Right. All right. So. 
if I was, I ended up doing landscaping, laboring, I built swimming pools, I've done a lot of maintenance carpentry, like everything that I could think of to be like, this is worth something, right? Okay. Even though I might not have known it at the time. Okay. It was always kind of... You think there was a part of that was like trying to find the thing to... Not, not for tick, me either. No, That's but, the thing. but socially and in the kind of community to kind of tick the box that I've, I've yeah. transitioned to. A... And if I'm completely honest, it's not even socially. It was literally just my community of the family. Okay. I'll do these jobs and be like, hey, is this, is is... this good enough now? Oh, right. Is this good sure. enough? No, okay. it's not good enough for me. I was really upset. All right, let's do the next thing. Is this okay. what I'm, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? holding it up, like presenting it. Is like this good enough? It. Yeah. Right, okay. And... Obviously, it wasn't for me or, or them because I wasn't okay. making much money as an unskilled laborer, for example, or a landscaper. Right. And I was literally just drinking away all of that money on the weekends okay. because right. I didn't have an escape during the week. Right. Because I didn't like what I was doing. Yeah. So that money ended up going down the drain anyway, right? Right. So that was why I was doing those jobs. So Not the, because... The exact system you actually didn't want to be part of ultimately. A hundred percent. Yeah. Because I was trying to prove something to someone else rather than myself, right. you know. Yeah. I was like, "Hey, is this is this job what I'm supposed to be doing right now? Is this it?" Like I didn't know, and yeah. obviously it wasn't. Sure. You know, not for me. And to be honest, you can never live your life by dogma anyway. So as soon as you live a life to make someone else happy, we've yeah. all heard this a thousand times before. It just never works out. Yeah. And that's a great example of that. And I, w- I don't regret it either because I, that, in hindsight, for me, has made me learn a lot of lessons. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? And I think yeah. it had to happen. It's, it's those just... part, that, that's part of the story. It has to Yeah, happen. definitely. Yeah, it's an essential moment. So that goes on for quite a while, in, in your words. Like, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Um, is there a moment where, where that changes? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Is there a specific moment where that changes? Uh, I don't I can't remember or a, a series specific of moments. Yeah. I think. If there was a specific moment, it was when I was doing maintenance carpentry and I was doing maintenance on um, housing trust houses down yeah. south. And this particular one had someone had left their cigarette or joint, or whatever it was, on a lit stove. They burnt the whole house down. And I was literally just had a, a block of sandpaper in my hand, sanding down this door, sanding all the ash off this door for hours. And someone came along and they're like, you know, you should have finished that in a half hour. I was like, what am I even doing here? Right. So I was like, I've done all these jobs, you know, and at that point I realized I've done these jobs to try and prove myself to other people. I was like, what am I actually passionate about? Right. And I didn't heaps know, but I knew that I, one thing I really enjoyed was music, you know, playing guitar and singing and doing whatever. So I was like, well, let's pursue that. And that's where at least the last eight to 10 years of this chapter of my life yep. have been mainly focused. Okay. And I don't, I'm starting to realize now maybe it wasn't 100% my passion. Like maybe it's not 100% the thing I really loved doing. Yep. But it was good enough. Yeah. Okay. You know it was I mean? a vehicle to get you to that next stage. It gave me an incredible last eight years. Yeah. I had, right. I've had so much fun and yep. I actually learned more than I've ever, like the scores that I got during my studies of this particular subject were like 99.8. Right. You know what right. I mean? Because I actually loved learning. Got it. For the first time in a very long time. You um you consume information at a fast rate, don't you? You you are an avid learner. Yeah, oh, definitely. Say. Yeah, an yeah, avid reader. Sure. You, yes. you you consume uh, information, and you kind of 
you synthesize that information. I would say, you know, knowing a bit about your personality, you, you synthesize that information in really productive and creative ways. You can connect dots that some so. people don't, yeah. don't understand. And so I, I'm, yeah, so there's that period then of kind of intaking information that, that you do well and, and efficiently. And mm. so that kind of gets you into there. So you then start working in the audio industry um, straight away, like kind of studying straight into kind of, you get some good opportunities at that point. Um, yeah. And you take you take hold of them. Yes. Um, what is Where does that little part of the journey lead you at that point? Um, just to working my fucking face off. <laughs> I didn't have a social life for, and this is no exaggeration, two years, which might sound small or big to, depending on what kind of walk of life you're you're from. When you're a young, you know, mid twenties or early twenties kind of guy, for sure. Because not only did I have something to prove to myself to say, this is the right thing. I had the monkeys on my shoulder being the family being like, you're never going to make any money out of this. You know, whether they were saying it overtly or not, that's what I was thinking they were thinking. Okay. Like you're going into the music industry? What, are you going to be a rock star? A DJ? Like what is, what are you doing? There's no, you're never going to make any money. So even this jump, which is like the most concrete jump you've made. Yeah. Is still not ticking the box, right? Uh, I think it had the biggest opportunity too, but I had to prove that it did. Okay, right. So you're going to have to work at this one. Yeah. But there's and a was, pathway. Yeah, and it was my own choice. So now Got I had it. to prove it to myself and someone else. Got it. Okay. To be like, hey, this is going to be good enough and this is going to work, but only if I do. But the motivation for doing it isn't about someone else. It's about you. 100%. And the byproduct is if you do it the way you believe you can do it. And it, it works. Will, it will prove yeah. what you believe in. That's right. right. Okay. okay. So that's that is right. a change. That's a, that's a massive change. Yeah. It, it might is. seem little, but it's... No, it is. That's not was, semantics. That's actually... That's important. It was one, yeah. of the first, one of the first decisions I'd ever made that was purely for me, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure I've made others where I'm like, hey, I want an extra <laughs> scoop of dessert or something. But the like real life changing moment that was like, hey, this is now my thing and I'm going to prove to you that it can work. Like that was it. Got yeah. it. Okay. So you, you work real hard. Yeah. And, and, and the word success is a stupid word, but you, you achieve... You achieve in that area. Like, you know, you've got some great opportunities, but you've nailed them. Do you want to know and what more success more is in the music so. industry? Yeah, go. It's stability. Yeah, right. Which would be stability in any other industry is, hey, you got a job, well done. Okay. That is success in the music industry, I think. Mm-hmm. If you can be like, hey, this is my income. Yeah, this is it. It, this it keeps is what coming I do. in. Yeah, that's success. And that came to me maybe three or four years down, yeah. down the track of yeah. being... Essentially, like I worked full time for eighteen months for free, and yeah. then had other jobs outside yeah. of that full time work. Yeah, before it starts to crack open. Yeah, before yeah. I made any money. Yeah, my first paid thing was one hundred and fifty dollars for thirty seven hours. One hundred and fifty dollars for thirty seven hours. Not a real good rate, is it? <laughs> Terrible. I was yeah. stoked. Yeah, yeah. And I worked harder than I'd ever worked before on that project because someone was finally paying me for it. Yeah, right. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was heaps of cash. Of course. You know? Yeah, yeah. And it was. Because <laughs> yeah. you were earning nothing before that. It was. It it's, definitely it's was. It's a tangible increase. Huge. So in the midst of all that, uh, we meet in the midst of all that yeah. kind of time. You, yep. you end up lecturing at where I am uh, after I had my breakdown, burnout, yeah. midlife crisis, whatever yep. you want to call my, <laughs> whatever yeah. that was. 
whatever it still is, I guess. Yeah. Um, um, I go back and I study sound production. Yeah. Um, and you're lecturing. Yeah. And we meet there, and that's um, and spend a really great year. It was a for me, it was just a. It was a heat's fun year. It was a really good year. So really good fun. group. Um, we we did some really good stuff, and so. Um, kind of, I meet you in the in the midst of that, I guess. And so my introduction to you is as an audio guy. Yeah, like that's kind yeah. of thing. But I also know um, you're not just an audio guy, and I can tell that by the fact that um, in between seeing you on a Friday afternoon and seeing you again on a Monday, there are weekends where you just go to Hawaii for two days to climb a mountain <laughs> yeah. and live in the back of someone else's <laughs> live in the back of someone else's combi van that yeah. you've never met. Like, yeah. not, and I, I get an inkling that as much as you are very good at audio and you do enjoy it mm. and you're successful in it, there's something else. There's someone else going on that's not yeah. just because again, I get that first inkling that that's that wasn't a holiday. Like that wasn't a holiday weekend. That no. was a you you went for a reason to see a thing, to do a thing, to yeah. challenge yourself, to have an experience, mm. and you managed to like wedge it into like three days. Yeah, it was four days. <laughs> like exactly. yeah, four like days. literally. Where's Simon? Yeah, <laughs> he's in Hawaii. Yeah, and you hadn't talked about it before you went. You just went. I booked it a week <laughs> before you, I yeah, went. Yeah, and you're like, and he's back, and you kind of you challenge yourself. And but this is about you, right? This is your you yeah. moments. These are your, I value this. I'm going to go make this happen. Definitely, I'm going to add this experience to myself. That's exactly to my what life. It is. Yeah, I, I'm, and and it doesn't really matter if anyone else gets it. Yeah, I I need to add this experience. On the, the story I'm building in my life. Yes. So I get that little, I get that little inkling of that early on. Now that's kind of things have changed a little bit. Now you're still doing audio and you're still mm-hmm. you're still working, um, doing that. But life life's changed again. How what am what is what has developed since I guess uh, you're no longer lecturing mm-hmm. um, where you were, um, but you are still working at the studio yep. that you were working at, but um. You've, you've changed. What's going on at the moment? Um, something important to understand, I guess, is for the last uh, five years, I've said rather than what I want to do, I said, what do I want to experience before I die, assuming that that's going to come tomorrow. Okay. Right? All right. So this is a bit of a bucket list. Uh, kind of a bucket list, I guess. It's a deeper, more put, meaningful bucket list. Yeah. I people got it. put stupid things on their bucket list because they yes. assume they So I know it's right? not trivial. Yeah, don't, it's not. I don't. I don't ever think that anything that you do is trivial. It's, <laughs> it's it has it has purpose. Yeah, and that's you're, right. You're, exactly. So if it, you know, I hate the word quest in this. I'm using the word quest a lot. In I this, think it is a quest, but I think it is. And I, you embody to me someone who genuinely, actually, not just metaphorically but physically, is often on a quest. Yeah, that's to right. try and piece together and make sense of everything. Mm-hmm. And literally try and work out how do you put your life together in a meaningful way. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. So it's a, a list of it's things that you know you need to experience, see, yes. learn, and that's people, that's places, that's things. That that's Correct. all of those things together, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, all right. So, so how has that started to kind of manifest itself, that reality in your, in your day-to-day? It's, mani- last year it's really half. manifested itself into going from one day I'll do that or one day I would love to do that. As soon as I catch myself breathing that sentence or, or mentality, 
I'll make sure I go and do it, right? Okay. I yeah. actually go and do it. Or I, I usually ask myself this question, can I go through life not knowing more than I know now if I want to study something? Okay. Would I be happy dying next week never having experienced this? Because for me, life is very much, we are all consciousness having a human experience. Okay. This body is our spacesuit, and we can decide to do with it whatever we want, mm -hmm. right? Between now and when I die, I can fill that gap with as many experiences as I like, and I can choose those experiences, which is so, is such a huge point of privilege mm. in our culture. I've got money, and I can get money, extra money, by working in whatever job that I really want. Yeah, I have that ability. I'm not disabled in any way, mentally or physically. I have a great starting point. I have cash in the bank. I've got a car. I've got a house. Yep. Right? So money's not an issue. Yeah. It's me that is the issue if I'm not going on doing one of these things. Right. Right? So when you say, oh, you went to Hawaii for three days, I'm like, yes, I did because I had three days. Yeah. A lot of people don't understand how long three days is. You know? Oh, absolutely. My biggest, one of my biggest uh, things in travel is when I went from... Adelaide to Johannesburg and within 24 hours I was in a totally different country it was the first time I've flown overseas Yeah, and I looked out the window I was like holy shit I'm in Johannesburg <laughs> like this place has been yes. uh, nothing more than theory yes. to me and now I can see it out the window Yes, I just left Australia yesterday Yes, and I'm in this place that I've only ever seen on a map yeah. right yeah, a that's a, that's one a day. revelation right yeah, yeah one day so Hawaii I was like it's 12 hours of flight 11 hours flight I think it was I've got three days. I've always wanted to go diving with the sharks over there. So I just did it. And to, it's still one of my favorite experiences ever. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that, that's what I try and base my life on. Like what experiences do you want to have? Sure. I've always said one day I'll ride a motorbike. So I went ahead and got my, that next week, I was like, motorbike license done. Yeah. Motorcycle purchased. Yeah. And I was riding a fucking motorbike within yeah. two weeks. Yeah. Of having that thought. I've since given it away because I was like, I don't want to die. Yeah, sure. Right. But you've had the experience. I've had the experience and that was enough for me. Okay. Yeah. Now, I remember us having a conversation a while ago where we were talking a bit about this, about motivations and kind of uh, things that we value. And I remember, you know, you unpacked what you're unpacking now and this, mm. you know, you value um, flexibility and you value kind of spontaneity and you value yes. experience and you value, you value those things. And, and I remember saying to you, you do know that the vast majority of people don't value the same things as you. I remember yeah. you look at me going, what? Yeah. <laughs> like they should. They like, should. Kind of like a, but you know, the vast majority of people actually value stability, consistency, yeah. predictability, like safety. Like actually that's the vast majority. So I know there'll be people listening to this going, who the heck is this guy? <laughs> like, kind of, because that's just like, because their value system, like, and I'm not saying either of them are right or wrong. I know you're saying not. theirs are wrong. But they are, yeah, but not for um, them, obviously. And, but, and somewhere deep in them, they'll be going, that sounds exciting, but yes. no way. Like, just, yeah. just no, okay? Like, and we are wired differently, clearly. But I guess what highlights that for me is the vast majority of people would say, I've only got three days. That's right. Well, I can, I, I, I can barely, um, I can't pay to room in three days. It's like, or I can't, yeah. I have to go shopping. Like I've got to that's wash right. the car. Yeah. Like that's, that's three days. That's, it, that's all they can think about could be achieved like in a long weekend. Yeah. Whereby the way you're wired, you look at three days as like this cavernous amount of time. It is. That if you, that if you didn't go and like 
dive with a shark in Hawaii, you what, what would I do? Like I'd completely waste my three days. Exactly. <laughs> doing nothing. Yeah. Kind of thing. I feel terrible when that happens. I feel like do I've you wasted really? Yeah. Okay. I feel so heaps bad. Is dead dead time is you just I don't have dead time. Yeah. I was in the hospital getting ear tubes when I was younger. I was like I don't know, eight or eleven. Yeah. And I was supposed to be resting in my hospital bed. I just went exploring and they had to call over the speaker. <laughs> Where is this you. kid? Okay. I don't take downtime very easily, I don't think. Do you take sickness well? No, I hate it. Mm. Yeah, but I don't get sick that often. I don't so. remember you being sick. For, you, you, in, you showed me um, that tonic stuff. What's, yeah. that, <laughs> what's uh, that stuff called? Hillbilly's fire tonic. Fire maybe? tonic. Yeah, yeah, that's good you stuff. You got me onto fire tonic. That's good stuff in the wintertime. Yeah. <laughs> Never in my life. It makes I. you breathe fire for sure. <laughs> Let's just say anything that was in your body is no longer there <laughs> by the end. Like it's like tape thinners, like it's like stripper. It like smells a, like that, but it's yeah. so good for you. It's healthy. Yeah. It's, it is good. And I'm, I usually have a rule that I don't drink apple cider vinegar. I just not in my thing. But this kind of has like Szechuan peppers and yeah, like yeah. everything in it. Yeah, full on. So is. sickness isn't. You don't get sick very often because you you focus on getting yourself healthy. Because I guess you have to be healthy to achieve the things you want to achieve. Is that exactly. how it works? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I think you need fitness in three areas of your life. For me, those areas are mental fitness, um, physical fitness, and yep. financial fitness. Okay. Because let's take someone working out at the gym, for example, yep. and maybe they're working out at the gym to get bigger muscles to look better, and that fulfills mm. a particular function. Mm. For me, I want to make sure I'm going to the gym, if I do go to the gym, to become incredibly functional at all things as a human so I can go and experience whatever I want to experience. Yeah. Okay. So as a life, how can I make my life as a baseline be as functional as possible to go and do whatever I want to do at a particular point, right. not knowing what that might be right now? Right. So if I, want to, if I want to be a spontaneous person, that also comes with a precursor of making sure I'm prepared. You're capable. To be spontaneous. Right. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense, but it also is possibly completely upside down to the way a lot of people approach life. So they would say, this is what I'm capable of, mm. therefore I have limitations on what I can go and do. Oh, okay, yeah. Does that make sense? So yep. this is this is what I got. This, so these are the ingredients I got to work with. Yeah. Therefore, I rule out these things and I then do the things that match what I have. Yeah. You say, hell no, let's go buy some more ingredients. <laughs> like, let's, yeah. let's get it. Let's, why Definitely. wouldn't we just... Why wouldn't we change that circumstance? Exactly. That prepares us to then do literally anything. Yes. R like, it's like, um, why wouldn't I have the master chef pantry? <laughs> then I can make whatever I want. Yeah. Rather than saying you've got four ingredients. Well, you're stuck now. You can only make one dish. Who what knows what we're going to be feeling in 10 years time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. who, you don't know what you're going to want to do. Even if you think you're, you've got your career mapped out, you might totally change your lifestyle in five years' time and you'd be like, holy fuck, I wish I was just a little bit fitter. I wish I just saved a little bit more money or mm. I wish I had focused on my uh, mental health a little bit more so I can mm. go out and do the things that now I really want to do but I wasn't prepared to do them necessarily. Yeah. But that is at the um, great sacrifice of speci uh, being specific in one field and getting really good at that. Right. You so know, would you would you describe yourself as a generalist? I guess, but I became yeah. very narrow field in audio. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny when okay. I narrowed that focus and honed in on that one thing, I became amazingly good at it, I think, in a short amount of time. And I think that's, actually, I think that's what happens for many mm. generalists when they actually pull the discipline in to do one particular thing. Because you've got a great capacity to focus, to learn and to synthesize the information, you do become a specialist quite quickly. The problem often for generalists is how do you pick the one thing to specialize in? Because you could pick yeah. 20. I don't know. And you often have 20 projects on the go in different fields and other things and yeah. ideas. And I, I know that there's no lack of ideas of what you could do. Yeah, exactly. There isn't <laughs> right? ever. <laughs> but it's which one will I do? Which one will I actually put my exactly. effort into? Okay, yeah. right. So what are the current projects? What are, what, are you, what are you focused on right now? Yeah, this podcast has come at a good time for me because I think... I've just turned 30 this year. Well, not just, it was a few months ago, but this year I've turned 30. And not that that's any kind of fearful number for me, but I think yeah. at this point in my life, I've been able to really reflect yep. on connecting the dots as I look back and yep. being like, I can see the habits of my own life now. Okay. I can see what makes me do this, what makes me do that, and why I'm doing these things and why yeah. I'm not doing these things. So I think um, knowing how I've behaved in the past and what hasn't worked and what has worked, I can look into the future and be like, let's do these things because I know that they're, they're going to make me proud and I'm going to enjoy them right. later. Okay. So what I'm doing now is challenging myself physically in nature, which is something I've always enjoyed doing. Yeah. And I'm making content because I'm a creative based around that that I can be proud of later. What does that mean? Okay. It means... I'm going to not worry about commercial success in any form. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make it accessible to as many people as I can, which seems to be a polar opposite of that. It seems to be a contradiction, but I'm going to make it valuable to many people. Right. And There's a difference, a yeah, big difference. there is. And I'm going to make sure, first and foremost, that I can look back on this and be really proud that I did it in 10 years' time. And wow. be like, there was no compromise in that. I was stoked that I did that. Yeah, people will show you their home videos and essentially that's what this is going to be but it's going to be a valuable hopefully a valuable series of home sure. videos for other people so I'm sure. going and climbing mountains and doing all kinds of outdoor activities our main thing that I do with my girlfriend Rebecca is we go on multi-day hikes okay. through all kinds of different terrains so we've done um, Mount Kosciuszko you can do a two day walk there in, um, in the snowy mountains in uh, Australia. We've done the Grand Pins Peaks Trail. We're about to climb Kilimanjaro. Yep. And we're going to make a video about that. A lot of these people in the communities that love doing this stuff want to know what to expect on the trail. Because the smaller you can make your backpack and the the less weight, the better. So you pack for all inevitabilities but because you don't know. But if you can find out more info. Yeah. So if you can be like, hey, I didn't need this on this trip. You've just saved yourself a kilo. It makes the trip a that's whole a lot easier. Thing. So a lot of people are like, hey, what to expect on this trip? What do I need to pack? Blah, blah, blah. Okay. And that's what these videos are hopefully going to show people. Mm-hmm. On the flip side of that, I'm making sure there's also a really strong focus on um, the 24-hour period and what you can achieve in that 24 hours. Okay. Because I hate the mentality of like, oh, I've only got two days off, so I'm just going to sit at home. Why the fuck would you do that? If I told you you had five days to live, you cram as much into it as possible. What, the, what would you do with those yeah, two yeah, days? Right. That's almost half your life now. What are you going to do now? Right. The mayfly lives for 24 hours. Right. What does the mayfly do in a day? What can you do in a day? Okay. Right. So that's kind of the okay. focus as well. But I expanded it to be more than 24 hours because I wanted to do bigger expeditions, I suppose. Yeah. And that is in the form of, uh, yeah, videos. So there's going to be 10, 10 uh, films in a season. Yep. 
and there'll be probably maybe a season or two a year. Nothing too extreme. Because as soon as I set my goals too high, I kind of get lost in there. Get discouraged that you're not hitting them. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yes. This is still pretty ambitious. There's like a blog and an Instagram page that goes with that. I'm okay. editing and photos and videos constantly sure. and figuring out how to make my pack weigh less and preparing sure. for trips. Um, my girlfriend and I are doing the seven summits eventually too, which okay. is like the highest summit in every continent. So I'm already preparing for the next two summits, which we're going to do next year. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. But trying to go to Africa at the same time and do the content thing. And yeah, it's tough. But I think I'll be able to look back on this. It's tough in an amazing way. Yeah. Really. It is. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, I think I might have said to you before, being your own boss is the best and being your own boss is also the worst. Yeah. Because no one's there to adult you. You have to adult yourself. Yeah. It's amazing because there's no one to tell me what to do, but it's terrible because no one's there to tell me what to do. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's where I'm at at the moment. Yeah. Sure. But I think um, you're um, quite obviously in uh, your girlfriend, you found someone who continues to you t- push each other in that at the moment. That seems to be quite the, yeah, quite the case that you're, you're on it. And I imagine there are days yeah. you go, oh, it's too hard. And she goes, no, 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 we can do it. And there's days she goes, it's too hard. And you go, yeah, we can do it. Yeah. I kinda, you've you've kind of got, you need some of that at some point, don't you? Yeah. Because um, it would be very easy to say it's just too hard, you know. Yeah, I'm not one to say that, but I'm one to give up and start something new. Yeah, I know. I know. Instead of yeah. you, you'll just find a new idea because that's better. But really, I just didn't want to have to finish the other thing. Yeah, you know? <laughs> because and I'm, I'm, this is now this is the the journey of a creative though as well, right? And I I've said this for years that I think ideas are like train carriages. Ironically, because I know you've got trains in your life. Right? Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. But um. Ideas like train carriages, you've got to, they're linear, right? You have to get them out. So yeah. you can't selectively pick them. You can't kind of say, I'll have the seventh train carriage and the 22nd train carriage because they're the best ideas. Uh, no, yeah, you have true. to actually, you have to have the first six. Yeah. And they, they start and they go nowhere. Yeah. But that leads you to the seventh one. Definitely. So, you know, things like, you know, the podcast that we were on that you, yeah. you started, like, for a while there, you're investigating whether this was the way, right? Yeah, that's right. But what that did is it got you into film. It got 100%. you into um, yeah. that kind of idea of production value outside Correct. of just audio. Yeah. Then I know you did a, a bunch of tutorial stuff about audio. Exactly. So that kind of got you into that youtube kind of that space. Definitely. So, and, but in the end, you go, no, that's not the thing. That's exactly right. But that's like carriage one to six, right? And yeah. then you go, oh, well, and who knows if this one is seven. Be nice, if, be nice if it is. Yeah. But um, you, you can't select. You have to have those experience. You have to actually have those ideas and try those things out and put them to bed. Definitely. And I think what's hard often for a creative is you go, oh, I failed at that last one. Mm. No, no, you didn't. You, 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 what failure would have been is if you did that ratio life and it wasn't the right thing. That That's would have been right. bad. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and you would have got caught up just doing the same old thing. Definitely. Actually, you succeeded in saying, I took the bits out of that I need for the next thing. Yeah. And I was brave enough to stop doing that. Even yeah. if other people went, it was great, you should keep doing that. No. Yes. No, exactly. no, I've got the bits I need out of that. Yeah. To go and do something else. Yeah. I think that's the, there's the success bit, right? That's the. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't seem like success at the time. No, of course it doesn't. Yeah. You feel like it. Well, and I imagine, because, you know, I had my fair share of people just going, oh, please, just, just, could you just take a normal job like every normal person and stop? No, it's the answer to that. Yeah. I can't. Like, I just, I have to find that out, you know, and 
it's challenging for other people to watch because they don't understand. <laughs> they don't understand. They don't have to either. But right. Yeah. Um, I guess what's interesting, and let's get into like I often talk about this in the podcast about responsibilities as well. Like I think in many ways. <laughs> I look at you and I think you're like what I would be like if I didn't have any kids. Yeah. <laughs> like, like honestly, I'd be like kind of, and um, our set of responsibilities are different, right? Yeah. yeah like at your age, I, I had four kids. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. I had four kids at 30. Is that right? Yes. That's right. Yeah, I did. I just had my fourth. Wow. At, at 30. And imagine that would change your ability to do anything you're doing right now. A hundred percent. Okay. A hundred percent. At 30, I had, um, my eldest was seven, but I had four, seven and under when I was 30. And that set of responsibilities changes those life choices, changes changes your ability to do whatever. So neither of those are right or wrong. They're just realities, right? Mm -hmm. And as I said in my last podcast, talking to my friend Sarah, I said, I don't begrudge it. I'm not like... I wish my life was different. No, yeah. this is the life I have. Definitely. I, my kids are amazing. Yeah. I have a great family. I don't, but it means that I can't say this afternoon, I'll come with you on that trip to Africa. Mm. Mm. I can't just go. Like I, There are a set of things. But in a sense, you have to make the choices. I made choices. You make choices to enable you to go after things. So it means that I... But my dreams don't die because I have responsibilities. But now I have to work out how to make them work. Mm-hmm with those sets of responsibilities. So I guess um, you've made distinct choices to be able to pursue a certain way of going about things. Mm. And that's, that's no, um, that's shouldn't be taken lightly. Like I think, you know, uh, making decisions is brave. And so one of the questions I ask a lot of people is I say, what is the, what's the, what's the most courageous decision you, you feel you've made? Mm -hmm. I imagine there's probably not just one for you maybe, but, um, What's the most courageous or brave thing you've had to do that you've, yeah, you've, you've pulled it off. You've said, I'm going to do this now in the face of... Fear? Yeah, maybe. It's... Fear's always present, right? So always. We, we love quoting Brené Brown at each other. Yeah. Um, but she says that, um, what's the absence of... Well, no, maybe it's not her, someone else. The absence of faith is not fear. No, the opposite of faith is not fear, it's control. And so, and it's that stability and, and, mm. and predictability. So yeah. this kind of, you have a hope and a, you want to strive and faith into things that are unknown. Yeah. Fear will always be there. Yes. So you can't say, I will go and do something new and different when I'm no longer scared. 100%. You, you have to embrace the fear you and do it anyway. It. You got to yeah, lean into anyway. the fear. Yeah. So w- is there something that kind of jumps out as a... Yeah. So I think... It's, it's a tough question to answer because I wasn't really sure. It's a courageous decision. I don't know. Like a brave decision, a hard decision, maybe. But I think the, the first significant one that actually changed my life, because I'm sure there's been a lot of decisions that have been difficult, that, but once made were very beneficial. But the first significant life-changing decision was when I broke up with my first girlfriend. Okay. And um, it was so hard because I was so in love. Right. And I knew that I was going to have to break this person's heart for no fault of hers. Right. It was all me seeing a particular path in life being yeah. taken. Yeah. And me not wanting to walk that path. Right. I could see that there was a setup in this life and I could already paint the picture of where it was going. Okay. We were looking to buy a house. We were, she was talking about marriage and kids and I was 
joked but not really like I didn't want those things and she clearly very much did okay and I was like okay and we went along with it because it was safer to pretend that those tensions weren't there it was okay. more comfortable to do that and just follow along with the path because hey my friend he's been with his girlfriend quite a long time and they're getting married okay and that guy's buying a house and my dad met mum when he was really young and they just did the marriage house and my brother did the same thing and this is what I've got going on. All these and I adults. Can see that all these now. adults adulting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? This kind of this And I was like, well, this is what you're supposed to do. I've got my girlfriend, we're looking getting a house. And then I was <laughs> like, Do I want this? Right, okay. Do I even want to do this thing that everyone else is doing? And I I didn't. Like it wasn't making me predominantly happy. Right. To think about that future. I didn't want my future to be so set in concrete. I didn't want the responsibility of a house okay. or kids yeah. or even a marriage. Yeah. So, so this, this theme of outside, they, like, they yeah. clash against each other, right? This kind Definitely. of, this, yeah. this outside just doing and being what everybody else is. That's right. Becomes real again for you in that moment. Yeah. And for so long, I thought it was just me in my teenage years rebelling against what the Right. social norm was I yeah. was like this will pass yeah well that's probably what other people thought too not yeah but it wasn't <laughs> turns out it's not the case yeah because I never liked going into clubs and pubs and it was too loud okay. take me to outside why does so many other people like that I just felt so out of place in those areas so clearly I wasn't normal and I could see that path and I was like I need to stop this before it goes and this is an eight year relationship from wow. high school through and that's a lot okay. In that time where you, you go from 17 to um, 25 or 24, yeah, um, that is growth mm. in some of most people's lives, the biggest yeah. growth you're going to make because yeah. it is that journey between high school and being outside yeah. of high school. We went through that together. So to break wow. that off and be like, I'm going to go on my own now and try and figure this shit out was a huge, courageous decision, which as much as it's brutal to say has benefited me beyond explanation okay but it wasn't because i didn't love her or didn't like her it was just because i didn't love the life that we were going to have wow. didn't love the idea of that life well that's big huge yeah it was huge for me i mean people listen to this be like fucking you broke up with your girlfriend congratulations like you know what i mean but for me it was like no i i get the weight of that yeah it's like two very real things clashing together yeah, yeah. it's like you have to choose now between the safety net of having that person that's always been there for you or really jumping off the bridge and just hoping the bungee cord is attached and right. seeing and just enjoy the fall because the fall is the process. Yeah. You know? Right. I think I'm still falling at the moment. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. That's where the story is. Yeah, but it freed me up to be exactly who I wanted to become. I'm still becoming that person now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all right. That was a really deep answer to that question. I like that. I'm still trying to, <laughs> trying to process that live. Um, yeah, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. All right. So um, one, of the, one of the other things I explore and is, um, is people. There always seems to be somewhere in someone's story a person or, or people mm. who have been significantly influential. Now, they could be people who you know personally and who are like genuinely like in meshed in your life or or at times they could just be a passing person or even someone you've never met but mm. there's something value about them that has spoken into you but um there's always 
our stories never are void of people. That, that's correct, that's my yeah. my reality that that happens. And people always say, "Oh, there was this teacher, or there was this whatever." Like, um, so is there is there a person? Are there people? What what is? If you would explore that idea, mm. uh, is there something that kind of floats to the top there? I've always been a really extrovert extroverted loner. So right, that's interesting. I've um. I don't know. What does an extroverted loner look like? How does it love to go out and talk to people, but I really want to be by myself most of the time and explore my own ideas and very headstrong and independent. Okay. Do you recharge with people or by yourself? These days by myself before, like before I was kind of like 28 and earlier, always be recharged by people. Yeah. Yeah. So it's changed recently, but you are still very extroverted though. It's not like you're not, you know, I'm very confident around people. Very confident. You're very capable. But I just don't rely on other people to be comfortable or safe. Right. So it's probably just a growth point, right? Yeah. Very independent. So potentially you're an, what do they call it? You're an ambivert. Sure. Yeah. That works. It's like being ambidextrous. Dexterous. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, okay. All right. So an extroverted loner. Yeah. Okay. So I've always looked for sources of inspiration and education from outside of my own circle. That makes sense. Right. Rather than close. Okay. Yeah. And I don't know why that is. So maybe I'm just not at a point in my life now where I can be like reflective and be like that exact person is the person that helped me okay. out the most. Because I'm sure there's five or six people or more that have clearly shaped my life that I cannot really point to right now because I'm, I'm in it. Maybe I'm in it right, right now. Okay. But so I no kind point... of me- any, any mentor figures that kind of pop up in, in any? In business, yes. Right. But in life, okay. I can only point to external sources like books, movies, okay. YouTube. Okay, huge. so you've yeah. you've sought that kind of input on a life level yeah. from outside Definitely. because you felt like there were people that probably understand your process of thinking the way that you're made that are not necessarily close at hand. What do you do if you can't find people that are doing what you want to do in your community? Yeah, that's a you look outside of community. That's a very good thought, isn't it? Yeah, because if everyone else is going down the path well, or, that you just said no to. Right. Where do you find... Or you just give up and you do what everybody else does. Yeah. Like they're, they're your options, right? Yeah. That, yeah so I your guess. option is, there's no one else who thinks like me. Well, then I must change and yes. be like them. Yeah. Or nobody's wired like me. I have to find someone who's wired like me yeah. to speak into my life. Yes. And okay. unfortunately, for me, those conversations, for the most part, have only been one way. It's input coming into me and no output coming out because right. it's a book or it's a movie, or it's a YouTube right. video. And I can list people for you right now if you wanted to who have no, been no, very influential in that way. Sure, you can if you want. But um, okay, you know who they are, mm. but it's it's input. It's Only. not conversational it's not and conversational. back and forth. That's right, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but in business, there's heaps of local people because yeah. you can see the path is very clear. Right. They're like, here's where I am. This person's 10 years ahead. Please tell me how you got it's there. It's tangible, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Well, you're a prime. You're a prime example of. Um, I talk to people about people say, "Oh, cause, you know, I'm I'm a coach. It's one of the things that I've done for many years, and we've had sort of coaching engagements before and worked together on that kind of level as well." And I often talk about people say, "Oh, coaching and mentoring are just the same thing." And I, I said, "They're, they're, they're not. They're, they're vastly different concepts." Um, and um, I encourage people to have mentors if they can find them. Yeah. Okay. So if if you can find the mentor. Grab it. And yes. if you can find lots of mentors, grab as many as you can. If you can find someone to just yeah. soak experience and um, their, um, what they've learned into your life, do it. Get as many as you want. But 
coaching is very different in the sense that for, for many people, I, I think if you're a creative or an innovator or an entrepreneur or a, someone who thinks who wants to create a new path, I've always said that by definition of being an innovator and an entrepreneur and the first to do something or the first to approach something in a certain way, by definition, there are no mentors in that field. Mm. Because if there is a mentor who's already done it, it's not innovative. That's correct. Okay, yeah, so, that's right. So then I find, well, what what's the best way? Well, that's why you get a coach. Mm. <laughs> um, and so this, this difference between, you know, there are multiple, I think there are different types of people who often, I think we talked about this on the podcast when I talked to you, but you know, there are three three types of people in the world. Now there are more than three, but you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> um, There's the ones who go, um, when you say, this is what I'm doing now, there are mm. people who go, what mm. are you talking about? It's ridiculous. It'll never work. You'll never earn a living from it. The vast majority of those people are usually in our family. That's just... But yeah, historically, for all yeah, of us, definitely. because they care, right? It's not That's negative, exactly it's just it they go, yeah. I'm worried about you, and this is risky, and I don't see how it's going to work. 100%. Okay? That's exactly what so it is. So, that yeah. first group of people who go, I don't get it. Okay. Then there's a second group of people who say, Simon, you're amazing, and anything you do will turn to gold. You're incredible. Yeah. It's, and you date and those you, And you go, oh, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't want to talk to you because that's not helpful to me. That's that, true. That yeah. is actually, I don't need a fan club right now. Like a, a fan club is not what I need right now. Yeah. Um, so that's that second group of people. And then there's the third group of people. And I think they're the people, whether they're actual formerly coaches or whether they're just people who are wired in that kind of coaching kind of mode, who say to you, Simon, I don't get fully what you're going for. And the reason I don't get it is because it's yours. And it's mm. in your head and you're creating it new. But I'm going to stand next to you and do whatever I can to help you achieve the thing that you are going after. I'll ask you powerful questions. I'll be really honest with you. I'll call bullshit on you when I need to. Yeah. But I'll celebrate with you when something cracks open as well. And I'm... Those are the people, like they're the people we ultimately want, right? They're the people you want in your life if you're trying to actually do something new. And this, here's the sad bit. There's not that many of those people out there. There's very few. <laughs> Let's be honest, like yeah. really honest. Um, there's lots of people who give you advice. There's lots of people who tell you something won't work. There's less people who'll say, I don't have any advice for you, but I'm here. Yeah. What can I do to help? Yeah. And I think it doesn't surprise me that there are not like a long list of people who you could name as being those people yeah. in that case because uh, they're, they're rare. And yeah. so if you can find one, you find one, amazing. Yeah. I think what my understanding for you would be is I think you would probably feel like if you could become one of them for other people, that would be a win. Yeah, probably. Like long term. Definitely. Um, I've seen you do that with other people. I've seen you kind of stand next to people and say, come on, let's, what are you going to be? What do yeah. you want to do? And so they usher them into a place where you help them find opportunities, but they've still got to do the work. It's them. Yeah, it's not you. That's true. Um, yeah. So I think that, that, that's an, I think an interesting point, especially with people wired in a certain way um, that, um, yeah, that those third types of people are rare, but they're important. Definitely. So, I've tried to be that kind of person in the audio world. 
Yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Because that, again, that seems easy when it's business or a skill. Mm. There's, there's a very clear path. And if, right. you've, if you've got an idea of, I don't know, the personality types that will help, mm. you can be that third person in mm. a way. Yeah. But to be that person over someone's entire life is very difficult. Right. You know? Especially when, you, yeah, when you're a creative, it's very difficult. Yeah. Because that's subjective and almost only opinion-based. And what you're talking about sure. is someone that has no ego and is yeah. just like, hey, I've got nothing to input here, but it's a, it's about I'm, you. I'm here to help. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, you're right. It's rare. But I think those people are transformational. Yeah. That sure. changes everything. Definitely does. And I think um, I'd, I'd love to find a way to breed more of those people. <laughs> That's my that's my desire. You it's know? tough, isn't it? Yeah, um, I think that's what I'm trying to do with YouTube a little bit too, with this new series is to just be somebody there that maybe someone needs to see. Yeah. To be like, oh, I've only got two days, but I could go do that, you right. know, or I've always thought about doing that, but I wasn't sure. Right. You know, uh, something. And the reality is that you're probably drawn towards those people, those external people, because they, um, for want of a better term, they they taste and smell like a third person. Yeah. Like they. But you'd be, wouldn't it be amazing if you could then have some back and forth? <laughs> yeah, you like could that would be do like that, that if you would be for it. right. But that would be the next level, right? That, yeah, definitely. Of a, but it, definitely, something about them. You go, are they? You know, they are communicating this idea that you know they don't have it all worked out. Yeah. I don't have to have it all worked out. That it's okay to kind of bravely step into that space. Like, so I, I understand the attraction. Yeah, towards people who are living it out and oppositely and kind of to that i avoid like the plague people who show me my own my own fears of insecurities that i have or okay. qualities about myself that i hate about myself that are present in others i hate those people because okay. i'm seeing myself in them in a way okay you know what i mean i'm like oh you're weak like you can't even get up this mountain go to the fucking gym man go to the gym it's it just just walk down the road and go do it i hate those people because I see that in myself. When I wake up in the morning, I'm like, oh, fuck the gym today. That little moment that I hate about myself is personified in other people. You know what I mean? Right. And I avoid those people okay. as much as I'm attracted to the kind of people that yeah. we are talking about before. Oh, right. Okay. So there's something about stay away from because, yeah, okay, I get that. It makes me angry yeah. when I see it in other people, not because of them. But it's angry. It's you. It's anger at myself, essentially. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you see other people displaying the qualities that you hate about yourself. You can hear your own excuses. You, it's a mirror. You're seeing yourself doing the, the right. thing that they're doing and you're like, for fuck's sake. There was some guy <laughs> called Gary. I could pretty much call him Simon if I hated what he was doing. Because wow. it's me okay. in a different life doing the shit that I don't want to see myself doing. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Does that motivate you then? Heaps. Or, right, okay. Yeah, but I don't want to be around those people at the same time. Okay. Because I feel like they'll coerce me into that life that I don't want to have. I think you're possibly giving them too much credit for their ability to coerce uh, you into maybe. it. But, <laughs> maybe. But probably more more so you you understand your susceptibility to yeah, just exactly. sitting down. Yeah. To, for want of a better term. Just mm -hmm. going, uh, okay. Yeah. But you seem to, every time you get close to sitting down, wake yourself up. Like, you know, yeah. you, you seem to go, enough now. Yeah. <laughs> At definitely. some point. You, you don't let it happen long enough that you get comfortable. No, um, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Right. You've, this has been really good. Uh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think what else I can. Uh, uh, we can explore uh, together. But 
Um, so what's so this is I'm not going to ask you what's next like five because I know five years is a long time. Who knows? Whatever. Mm. Um, what um so right now you're about to head off on another trip. Mm-hmm. Oh, so the other thing let let's cover to because yeah. there'll be people sitting here going, what the hell does he eat? Yeah, like, kind of thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. So you you have another job. Yeah, but again, you've chosen a job. Yeah, that frees you up to live a life. Yes. So do you want to tell us this a bit about that? This is probably going to be is... a fairly large topic because it's yes, it's deeper than. I'm like, this is a whole bit we haven't talked about yet. <laughs> it's, it's deeper than surface level. Okay, again. Good. So I was a lecturer, as you know. Yes. Um, that was my title, and yes. I've just done air quotes. You did air quotes. There's no video yeah, cameras here, right. right? That was my title, um, and I did that for like five years. Why did or you do more. air quotes when you said lecturer? A uh, title. Oh, just title, but just not title. you weren't being not lecturer. I think <laughs> lecturer was exactly what my role was. Yeah, I thought I was. I but the it. title is what's uh, you know that's the interesting part about it. So, year one of being a lecturer, yeah, and anyone who is in teaching is going to have probably a very similar experience. Year one is all about trying to create enough content for your students. Got it. So you're confident in training them in the way they need to be trained. Got it. If they don't get good grades, it's a reflection on you. Essentially, yep. that's how you feel yeah. in year one, right? By year five, um, for me at least, there wasn't really a question now that I couldn't answer because it's the same, well, it's a very similar curriculum. It changes, obviously, and it tends develops to be the a same questions. Bit. And the same questions pop up all the time. Mm. And year one, you're like, oh God, you're researching. Year five, you've already researched it and you're just like, bang. So as soon as anyone has an issue, they come to you, you solve it, and you feel like, you feel amazing. <laughs> and you know what's even better than that? Telling other people you're a lecturer. <laughs> Because you've made it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're academic and you're smart enough and you can deliver content to people. You're a very cool person because you're a lecturer. Yep. You know? So I wanted to explore what it would be like to start from the bottom again. Okay. At the same time, I wasn't enjoying the lecturing role as much anymore. So that was the initial motivation to search for something new. Sure. And I was like, well, I could take another lecturing job somewhere maybe. Yep. Another teaching role. I could focus more on my audio business which I've done as well, a little bit anyway. But I was like, what would it be like to go to a job where I wasn't the top dog anymore and I was just completely bottom of the rung, totally out of my comfort zone? I think that would be a really fun experiment in ego. Yeah, I think it'd be right. really ego dissolving and I think I'd find it really mentally challenging because I've been this person that everyone asks yeah. questions of and I can always provide answers to Got it. and now I have to start from the bottom again and I feel like that'd be a very fun mental experiment to do. Right, and so, you need to start asking questions. Yeah, I want to be at the bottom. Got it. Because I think, uh, I believe that like learning to learn is very important. And as yep. soon as you don't exercise your ability to learn, yep. things get a bit dicey. Right. So yeah, I wanted to go to the bottom again. And I found an opportunity to work on a train that would provide me with seven months of the year off and still have a full-time wage essentially. But also, it's just hospitality, essentially. Yeah. You do a lot of different stuff on this train, right? Okay. You work the bar. You work in... Uh, you're a waiter. You're um, a tour guide. So, I'm actually yeah. taking people on tour through Central Australia and all these incredible places. So, traveling... Amazing. Yeah. For me, it's very, very good. But also, you have to clean bathrooms. Yeah. And you have to take care of people when they're sick. And you also yeah. have to make beds. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Try telling someone you're a housekeeper after you've been a lecturer for five years. Yeah. And for me, that was everything. Because the money is actually about the same with the time off you get. Right. As okay. it was before. Got it. I had, but I have more time off. And uh, 
and it was this great test of identity, you know? Yeah, okay. Because people in our culture love to say, what do you do? Yeah. Rather than like, what do you love oh, or who are gosh. you? Or, you know, so yeah. to be able to be just straight away say, oh, I'm a lecturer. Like, oh, really? Mm. You must be like all that kind of stuff. There's, the ego, assume, there's an assumption made then. Yeah. yeah. And the ego loves that stuff. Oh, yeah. I've told people that with the new job on the train. Yeah. And they're all like, oh, that's pretty good. And my ego still fucking loves it. I'm not even doing it anymore. So I didn't want to identify with that yeah. anymore. So Live I was like, vicariously well, through your old jobs. Yeah, exactly. Because the ego is always looking to make itself better than the next person. Yeah. Or the person. Next I was the CEO you. once. Yeah. I enjoy that. How good is that to be able to say that? Like, the fuck? Oh, not the anymore. Ego loves that shit. <laughs> yeah. So now, uh, yeah, now I'm starting from the bottom again. I found myself to be more humble, which is excellent. Mm. My ability to learn, I believe, is heightened. Yeah. And um, it's changed my whole life around again. Yeah. Which is good because I, it was scary to go from, uh, you know, this job that I knew very well and was very uh, good. It was a great title. Yeah. To go into something that seemed like a step backwards from every aspect that I could look at it from. Yeah. Uh, but it's been very, very good. It makes financial sense. It allows me to do yeah. the creative projects that I really want to do. It gives me more time to work in audio than I had before. Right. And it gives me this incredible uh, training ground yeah. in, um, in ego. Well, you're living, you're living out one of the principles that I'm very passionate about and is actually in the book that the podcast is based on. So Flea Factory comes from the book Elephant and the Flea by a guy called Charles Handy. Yeah, I've heard you talk about it. If you haven't read this book, you'd love it. So at some point, um, have a read. But basically, he talks in the book about about chunking. He talks about chunking your life. And he says working for intense periods of time to Mm. earn enough money to enable you then to either have intense periods of rest and recovery or to work on projects that are not financially money-making but they're of value to you as well. Yeah. And so he talks about the ideal for him and his wife. His wife was a photographer. He was a lecturer and an author. And for six months, they used to like live in the city, like live in London, and he would write and lecture. And she would just look after the home and be around and take time mm-hmm. to just recover and enjoy life. And then for six months, they'd move to the country and he wouldn't work, he wouldn't lecture, he wouldn't do anything. He may occasionally write just in the sun but never go and she would take photographs for six months because the weather was good he said no I used to sometimes me this global lecturer and author and kind of well-renowned kind of guy in the corporate sector there are days and days I would stand in a field holding a tripod (laughs) that was it that was my existence right and he said that process is is refreshing like it's it reminds you yeah and so I'm that's so interesting. In a sense, you're living you're living that kind of chunking mentality life of of um yeah it's it's a good balance yeah um, and it's something that I think people I who are it. wired how you are maybe how I am and you know lots of people it's a it's a really good way to not let the passion for the other things um, disappear exactly you know? because the biggest challenge for creators or for for people who are generalists is monetizing their creativity. That, yeah. is, that is the most difficult Definitely. part of the whole process. And so I'm, um, right. So this job is, so you're, you're going away again soon, this weekend, you're off away. Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. So you do up the middle, up to Darwin. And yeah. 
you're about to start going the other way. Yeah, sitting to Perth as well. Yep. Yeah. But you're outside. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like in multiple still, ways. It still ticks all the boxes. The job is great. Yeah. I actually love the job. Yeah. You know? That helps. It, yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. It definitely helps. But it's not about, um, you know, keeping the job because it sounds good to other people anymore, which is even better. But that's, that's courageous. You yeah. probably don't name it as. You just go, this is, this is what I... It scary at the time. Okay, yeah, all right. Definitely. Yeah. To, to, to walk away from something you can do yeah. well and there's no reason why you can't keep doing it, to then choose... To choose to um, enter you know, a project of ego and starting mm. from the bottom yeah. is not nothing. That's a big deal. Yeah. That a vast majority of people would not entertain the idea of doing. Maybe that's wise not to do it. I don't know yet. I'm still in the middle okay. of it. I don't know where it's going. Because the interesting thing is, <laughs> it took me a long time to be a lecturer. Yeah. It's not an unskilled job. No. I'm doing an unskilled job now, and where does it lead? And that's why it's courageous, because there's a huge amount of unknown sure. future. But the thing you, know? you want to lead, the thing you want to go in a direction is not the train. It's the projects. It's that's the creativity. Right. Yeah, exactly. So it, it enables that, like other things haven't Correct. prior. Exactly. So where does it lead? Well, at the moment it leads to Darwin and back. Yeah. And to Perth and back. Yeah. And you know what? That's okay. Yeah. Because Darwin and back and Perth and back enables you to go climb a mountain and wherever. Huge amounts like, of time. Yeah. yeah. That's a but it but I I know you're always moving on to the next thing. I guess for me I want to acknowledge that that's a that's a brave thing. That's a big thing. It's it's courageous. And um there will be people listening to this going, there's no way in my life I would do that. Yeah. No way. And that's okay. They might be smart people. They Richard. might be. Uh, we don't know, right? <laughs> but but uh, what I know is you couldn't do it any other way. Probably I don't not. think you should do it any no, other way. No, that's right. And so one of the big themes that has happened in this podcast is we talk a lot about stop comparing yourself to other people. Mm. Stop comparing your story. Like I said it a couple of times that, you know, when you hear someone else's story and it's like really powerful and like transformative yeah. and you sit there going, there's a comedian called Tim Hawkins. He says, you know, if you ever hear those stories and you go, oh, I wish I was addicted to crack. <laughs> like kind of because they've told this amazing story arc of being like transformed from this yes. old life. And it's just like, and it's meant to be empowering. It's meant for you to go, wow, if he can do it, I can do it. But actually what ends up happening is you go, you feel completely disempowered by the story. Yeah. You just go, oh, my, that is, I can't do that. Yeah. I've got no idea. And so I guess my, my thing for this story is like, don't be like the, the aim of this isn't to say, come on, everybody should do this. No, you're saying this is how I have to put my life together. I don't have a choice. This is, I, this is me balancing all of those things. And this is what it looks like. And I don't think you're saying everybody has to do it that way. No. And actually, (laughs) yeah, there are easier (laughs) ways to put it together probably. Right. Yeah. But this is this is your story and how you have to put it together. Now, there'll be some people who'll go, okay, well, that's not, I can't and I won't and I shouldn't. Mm. That's fine. But there may be people out there who are looking for a bit of courage. Maybe. Maybe they just need to hear that somebody else has had a go at it. Yeah. And, and they're stuck. They're feeling like they're looking inevitably down the road of this is just what everyone's doing kind of thing. And 
comparison will be a killer. You know, we've talked for years about that, about mm. kind of social media, you know, comparing your insides to other people's outsides, like yeah. a human highlight film of social media. And, yeah, exactly. And let's be honest, like with, you know, even these stories at times are, there aren't, this is a crust of the whole story, right? Of all of our stories. Yeah. So um, just encouraging people not to dive into this comparison business. It's not, this is, this is a powerful story in and of itself. And as is theirs. And Correct. Listening, you know. Yeah, exactly. But I like as you say, maybe it's, maybe it's not a good idea. Who knows? I don't know yet. But I can tell you what it is. It's exciting. Yeah. And that's so powerful. It's like the spice for life. Right. If you see someone that seems to be very happy and young, and yeah. then you find out they're ten years older than you thought they were going to be, <laughs> it's probably yeah. because they've had, in a good way, an exciting life, not in yeah. like a bad way. Exciting, like yeah. war can be exciting, but right. in a bad way, sure, right? So. Sure. In a good way, like just keep chasing the things that make you happy. Yeah. And if you're constantly going to the same job or you're constantly going to this thing that you don't want to do, yeah, you don't have to do it. Yeah. You don't have to do it. Those people that keep complaining about a job they're in but continue to go to that job should stop complaining or get a different job. Yeah. Get a different occupation. Like you just don't have to go. You know? Yeah, that's a real revelation for many people, isn't it? Yeah. That I, it's it's assumed that there is no choice. Yeah. It's just, an, it's just, just the way it is. There's a stuff to somehow get through. But actually, you can choose. I'm a bit like that with people who say they can't afford to live places. Yeah. And they go, then move. And people yeah. look at me like, I can't move. I'm like, no, you, yeah, you can. And I'm, like, I'm, that's actually possible. This comes from a huge place of privilege, of course, as well. I'm not oh, saying that everyone can. No, no. I understand that I'm in a very unique spot absolutely in, are. in a global that's context. Right. That's right. But the vast majority of people in the Western society. But you know what else, though? In the Western society, we whinge about it far more. In, in developing nations, if you of can't course. earn a yeah. living and you can't support your family, what do you do? You move. Yeah. Like, like I actually think there's vast majorities of the world that get this way more than we do. Like, our, our privilege ruins us for this, right? Because we go, we, we have all the extra baggage that, that comes with it. You know, I must live in Melbourne. Mm. I must stay because living in Melbourne is important. Rubbish. Living wherever you can build a life is important. Like, just get on with that. And mm. I actually think many other cultures are much better at that. They just go, well, we, we go where we need to go to make the choices we need to build the life we need for ourselves. Definitely. And potentially for our families. And so, I, yes, it's from a place of privilege that we are so mobile and so capable of earning a living. But that also, that traps us. That reality. Yeah. Because uh, keeping up with the Joneses, that concept is alive and well in our society and not so much in a lot of other societies. It's like, whatever. Yeah. Like, I'm running my own race here. We're surviving. You're but talking here, about like going to where the fruits are and whatever the yeah. fruits are for you, right? So if you right. think about actually having to survive humans maybe 10,000 years ago, if you look at Australia and it's like a colored map of where the greenery is, mm. No one's fucking living in the center of Australia, mm. or there was people, but the vast majority are living where it's green because there's more shit there. Mm. Even if the center of Australia seems really cool, you're like, hey, I live in the center of Australia. Mm. Sick. How's your life? Terrible. Mm. Go to the edge, man. You know? Mm. And that's, for me, I think what I've been doing most of the time is like just seeing that something's not working for me and leaving it. Mm. Or, at least for some point, some time trying to make it work sure. if I think it's worthy. 
And yeah. sometimes you work out if the grass is greener on the other side or not. It may not be, but at least you've, you've worked it out. Yeah. At least you haven't just been told it's not. Yeah. You know? And you go, oh, well, I've been told not to go there, so I won't. The <laughs> ultimate truth of this whole thing is like, we're going to die at some point. Yeah. And it may be sooner than you think. Mm. So why waste that time living mm. a life you're not happy with? It just doesn't make sense to me. We have the choice to change. Yeah. Like if you think, let's look back over the last five years of our life and be like, pick out the 10 experiences that you loved the most. Yeah. And then you, okay, you get your list of 10 and hopefully there is 10. Yeah. yeah. And you look at them and you're like, guess what? You can have those experiences again and you could do them all maybe in the next month. Mm. You can do that. You can choose what experiences you want to have. Mm. But people don't. Yeah. For whatever reason. Well, yeah. And there's lots of reasons. Some are good reasons. Some are res- there's responsibilities and other things they have that they, they and they Correct. chose those. That's fine. And, and the, but there are some who, who just, it's too hard. And some, and I think this is a fascinating part, you know, I think, you know, as I said to you before, that another season of this, I want to explore people's personality profiles around the way they put their lives together. I'm a firm believer that um, a lot of it's to do with how we're wired. And, and there are people who are genuinely content not pursuing that. And that's and, fine. And I'm, but yeah, I want to try. Good. But as being me, I want to understand that. Yeah. Because I'm not, and I yes. know you're not, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong. What I'm fascinated by, and why I want to talk to a vast majority of people, is if people are genuinely content with that, I want to understand it a bit better. That mm. for me is fascinating, because um, that means there are multiple ways to live a life. Yeah. And multiple ways to put a life together, and they have their own value. Um, but the, the quest for value that I think you're on is, is one that is similar but also vastly different to somebody else. And I think... Um, That's what makes life beautiful. Isn't it just? Because to be Diversity. honest, if everyone was like us, it'd be a nightmare. Not a lot would get done. <laughs> We'd all be climbing there'd be mountains. No, there'd be no buildings. <laughs> there'd be no buildings. There'd be no... <laughs> there'd be no podcasts. There'd be, there'd be no, nothing to record it on. There'd be nothing. There'd be absolutely nothing because I wouldn't have the commitment to, to invent anything long enough to put it in a market. So um, I understand that the world needs the variety of who we are. Absolutely. But so hence, I'm, I am genuinely fascinated uh, by people and how they put their lives together. Mm. And it's, that to me is, is value. I want to uncover that and encourage people that it's okay. The way they're trying to put their life together is okay. As long as it's making them happy. Right. Or it's on a path to making them happy. Well, and, and they're, they're fulfilled and they, they yeah. They, fulfilled is for, a good word. I think fulfilled's yeah. the word for me rather yeah. than happy. You know, I think, I think, you know, when you hear people say, I'm on my, I think a quest to happiness is, is bad yeah. because um, I'm not sure you can ever just attain that. And a psychologist once said to me, you can't selectively numb emotions. You can't just pick your happy experiences and numb the bad. You can't do it. It's that um, it's that kids movie, the Inside Out Pixar movie. Yeah. It's that like this idea that joy is the only valuable emotion. And you learn by the end that, you know, joy mixed with sadness, that's the richness of life. Like that's the, that's the thing. So I think the quest for happiness is fraught with danger because it, you can't. That's, that's like... It shouldn't an, be a quest either. No, no, okay. You know but what I mean? I know what you mean. But yeah. I think joy or happiness is a byproduct of doing something fulfilling. Definitely. 
that that's and we could only hope that joy and happiness would would come into our story as we are brave enough to chase yeah. after fulfillment and whatever that means for us because most of that is through a process of suffering yeah, which sure. is not joyful sure sure you're happy afterwards like kind of in a way like exercise oh, absolutely ha- hate the exercise but afterwards yeah. you feel amazing yeah and I hated the process of breaking up like that first and yeah. but afterwards it was incredible yeah because I got a life that I, I really yeah. kind of want. But when you're in it, it's tough, right? Yes. And I guess that's, you know, my last four years, I'm in it. It's been tough. It's mm. been a real kind of... And I know at some point it'll all make sense. <laughs> um, and that's what the quest is about. It's trying to make sense of, you know, th- this period yeah. I think, of time. And so, um, you know, it's starting to make sense in some ways. Uh, but there's some, some way to go. But I think... Partly the way that I work that out is by having these conversations because I learn something from every single person. It's an incredible thing that I to do it. that you're doing, I think, because, yeah, you are going to... Podcasts are a funny thing. You don't really have these conversations too often. Well, most people don't. No. You're just sitting across from someone. You talk for an hour or That's more. Right. yeah. And you, you really get to know a person. And mm. if you get to know a lot of people, you'll get to find out a little bit about our culture. Yeah. And I'm, I'm certain that this is the conversation that we're all either dying to have or haven't quite worked out we need to have yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, because we are all waking up in the morning going, how am I putting my life together? Yeah. We are. We are all asking that question. Yeah. And am I doing it right? And is this a good idea? And what do other people think? Yeah, <laughs> like, definitely. Rightly or wrongly, I think it's what we're doing. So, um, yeah. Anyway, thanks for your time. Thanks for it's your been time. awesome. I'm glad we finally made it happen. I'm glad I could finally repay the favor that you gave me a couple of years ago <laughs> of coming on the podcast I'm that was mine. The, I'm sticking the link below. I'm pointing when <laughs> I come on YouTube, but I'm not. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks, Richard. All right, mate. That's Talk it. Soon. That's everything. That's it. We're done. Wicked. All right, mate. Thanks, man. See ya.